Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We'll do it live. <laughs> That's right. I can't promise you what the hell is going to happen over the next two hours when I have internet connection. So just look at it like that. We've got the three of us in the house today. It's Wednesday. I don't know. Yesterday felt like a weird day in a good vibe and like a crazy kind of wacky vibe. Maybe it's just the sun is out, although it's still 38 degrees and it's such a major tease. But it kind of feels like a drag of a day. And yes. You look at some things going on, like more Carson Wentz drama. Really? Is, is this this story won't go away? No, That's I know. Important. I know. And, We're going to have T-Mac have it, on yeah. to talk about it at 1140 uh, from ESPN.com. This is truly ridiculous. Every year, Barrett, every single year, there is something coming out. Somebody in that organization is going to somebody in the media here with a problem that they're not, for different reasons, of course, putting their name on it. But still, something inside that building has a problem with Carson Wentz every year. Uh, if, if everybody's having a problem, I mean, Wentz is always have, you know, the, the, the centerpiece in those problems. And everybody else has the problem. Well, maybe it's not. Organization, maybe it just might be that guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you, know, I mean, you know they're they're tied with him, tied to him for at least what the next year or so. If they, if they don't find a way to trade him now, they're going to have to stick with him for the next year or two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how does this help? That how does all of a sudden a general manager look at his contract, look at what happened last year, and think you know now after that latest report from Tim McManus, who will be joined by coming up at eleven forty this hour. Now I feel confident in making a move for Carson Wentz. That put me over the top. Isn't his value deteriorating by the second? Yes, that's yeah, you that would think first. that. I mean, not think no. Oh, what's up, mom? But yeah, man, you, 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 you're talking about a situation where Carson Wentz is, is digging him a hole and his values, you know, at the, this point going down and, and, you know, down. I mean, you can't get rid of stocks like that. You know, those stocks are hard to trade, uh, in, you know, in the stock market. You I know, told you about well, the GameStop thing, by the way, a couple of days ago. Now look what's happened. It's blown up. You guys yeah. are making fun of me about that GameStop thing on Monday, and look what's happened now. It's like this huge revolution in stock. Mm, yeah. well, give me some more, then. Give me some more. Yeah, fraudulent valuation, probably. But uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, like Reddit. That's yeah. what it is. It's people uh, doing it now. So now, oh, really? Yeah, it's it. The, yeah, all the people who've been making money off these fraudulent valuations for years ahead of the game are upset because this thing populated and started via Reddit. It's ridiculous. I thought it was Robin Hood that did all that. I think Robin Hood right now is is reaping the benefits of it. Mm, I yeah. don't I don't pretend to know the specific details of it, but I I know a lot of people were crediting Reddit for the start of it. That's all. Okay, well, here's the thing. We'll get, we'll get the bottom of this. With with all of this stuff going on and all this smoke around Carson Wentz, wouldn't you think if you're his agent that you go to him and say, "Look, it's time for you to speak." to the media. It's time for you to speak to the fan base. It's time for you to speak to any potential other coaches and GMs and organizations that might 
be interested in your services, whether it be now, next year, or the year after that, and go and clear the air. Well, and not, not even the coaches. I mean, uh, not even the is 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 people that are 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 representing him. How about the coaches do it? How about the front office puts him in front of people so that he can kind of you know bring his stock back up, you know, to to try to stop all this senseless you know hearsay. Let's hear it from the from the from the horse's mouth. Yeah, let's hear him say people, something. Barrett, those are the same people that are either leaking or are facilitating or simply just not caring about leaks about that same right exactly so why that's why you do it maybe the team but wouldn't it stand now forget looking at this like trade value just look at it logically as this whole thing has progressed we'll be joined by the network coming up in about 90 seconds but just look at how this thing has played out if you're the team and you recognize and realize that either you as a front office or players and coaches have come out every year with something said about him and there's something negative kind of hovering around him wouldn't you tell him not to speak or isn't that plausible right now that maybe the team has told him, look, you don't have to speak. Don't speak. Maybe it makes it worse in their eyes if wow. he comes out and tries to do damage control. And I'm not justifying that team decision because I hear Harry and I see him groaning already. I'm no. just saying maybe that's what the team is doing. Well, if, if I'm him, I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes, too, not just his agent. It's like I see all this stuff being written about me you know, time and time again. And now I got to, you know, I basically got my coach fired and a new staff is in here and they're going to try to rebuild me and, and fix me. I should come out in the forefront and either give my, you know, say like, hey, I'm, I'm anxious, you know, to get things started here with this new regime and coach Sirianni and blah, blah, blah. You know, if that's indeed the truth and and quell some of this, this action around me, that that's, if I was him, that's what I would do. I would try to protect my brand and and try to rebuild it. Well, yeah. I, I do want even better. I wouldn't even do that. What I would do is I would get in front of this by going to Nick Seriani, the head coach. Talk to him. See what direction this, you know, he and his franchise is going. If he fits in this whole, you know, and allow the coach to go out there and speak in his behalf to, you know, get it out there. That way he still doesn't um get put in no shade gets put on him, but use the head coach. Okay as the mouthpiece that he needs. See, this That's is what, what I do. If I don't check you on this stuff, I get lost in what you're saying, and then we right. go all late. See, Barrett, it's a testament to you telling me stuff. <laughs> the Middle starts now on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. It's uh, middle of the week, middle program here for you. Three of us will be joined by Jeff Parles, as usual, spot 1240 Eastern. As Book It Sports continues to be a big part of this program, of course, our sponsor of overtime. We didn't have overtime. We didn't have much yesterday. No. So it looks like we worked through our te- – I'm hoping at least. Now, to be fair, the technical issues didn't start until right around Anthony Beck. Right. So 11.30 or so on the East Coast is when everything went down. Apparently, Verizon's and all the other things that went down only impacted my household, yeah. not the Brooks, Mays, or Mertita's household. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still wondering how that's possible. But uh, everything seems to be good today. You look good. Your 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 video is clear. Your audio is crisp. So we got as- hat day. Yeah, All right, it's hat day. day. Yeah, hat day. You know. Everybody's hat here, but hold on a second. Here's one thing that I know I can stand on. Okay, is that nobody, and you two are a testament to this, and Ron as well. 
Nobody can accuse me of trying to pull a Mertitis and just ducking out of a program because if no. I don't have a microphone in front of me, at least <laughs> a scheduled period of time, I go crazy. No, you could I tell you were going crazy. It. Well, that's true. You tried multiple times to check in, and every time your your uh, box would come up in 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 the visual, you you would just see this frozen face, and it was a face of disgust. Yeah, yeah. I, I seriously, he was so much just, angst. Oh, he was so angry. <laughs> And poor and poor Ron Culver, he had to just jump in there and take the show the rest of the way. The only way I knew we were in breaks because I'd see our mics get muted. That's the only way I knew we, we no, weren't that, live. That wasn't happening. Uh, that wasn't anything. Like we weren't. Uh, Ron has no control. I was trying to tell you that. Ron I saw it twice. No control. Yeah, but here's the thing: if Ron had control of the stream, things would be much different. He he would be muting us like that Tony Reale stove, whatever that Store, is, or the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, it's, it's all on this end. That's why, but once we start the process, once I initiate the process, the countdown, if you will, this thing is on its own. All of you out there were on the entire whim of whatever Barrett, Harry and Jason were doing. I was in here monitoring, but I couldn't impact it, man. Well, all I know is man, the faces that you had were, I mean, it was unbelievable. In, in fact, you had your own show, even though you were frozen. That's how that's how dynamic you were in your facial expressions. It was like an Aton cartoon. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront. to make sure. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. So, are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on book it. I hear a dog. Yeah, dog? it's my dog. Yoki, here. Yeah, so wait, um, we got to uh, at some point get into this Major League Baseball Hall of Fame thing for at least 30 seconds. Yeah. Hockey deserves a minute. Baseball deserves 30 seconds. <laughs> It's crazy, man. How does that? How does that? What a joke of a sport, right? How, how, how was? How does nobody? I mean, nobody gets gets voted in. Come oh, on, man. 
because they huh? let everybody in last year, so they need to balance it out. It's oh, yeah. now Bruder is at work, but he's going to give us a rundown on what's going on. Jeff Bruder, of course, on the show. Oh, yeah. He's going to give us a rundown of what's going on with the GameStop thing because it sounds like there's something to that where basically, as he said, the hedge fund guys got beat at their own game and now they're really upset. Oh, there's Jeff following me. Come on, Jeff. You weren't following me ahead of time? I hate to do it to him. Well, yeah, I mean, I hit him right back. <laughs> I hit him right back with the follow, of course. That's pretty disappointing. Now, it's one thing if he was following and I wasn't, I corrected the mistake. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So we're going to get a rundown from our own Jeff Bruder on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, where you can watch the program each and every day, Monday through Friday, 11 through 1 o'clock, and through, meaning overtime, at 1. Also, as we broadcast live and locally from the Fritz and B and Cooley studios here, broadcast throughout Sports Map Radio, including 1490 AM Sports Betting Radio in Atlantic City. So Jeff is going to give us a rundown as he's in the game. He's in the business. Yeah. He's one of our listeners. With GameStop. Correct. Yeah. He's an active participant, Mm -hmm. as so many are on the chat. Right up to at the top of the list, Mama Brooks. Right. First one in, last one out. First one in, last to leave. Isn't there something that rhymes with leave? That's part of that, where it's like first to blank, last to leave. I thought there was. I don't know where you You had it right the first time. But I think even Mama Brooks bailed on yesterday's show. (laughs) Uh, Seriously. And if she did, I cannot blame her. (laughs) Bro, they said it was a historic show, man. I I mean, I mean, our our lines, you know, the the comments just blew up, man. You you had your own little segment, bro. The entire we were talking. But you had control of the segment, man. You know, just from the expressions you were giving, the mannerisms that you were portraying was was great, man. It was it was top notch. I wanted Anthony Beck to at least be heard across the board. Like we didn't even get to play Beck on the network. A lot of crazy things going on. I'm just surprised and thrilled at the same time that you got AB on, because this whole thing of yeah, you know, don't worry. And I, I just it was for the better of the show. So mm-hmm. as lo- I was happy to fall on the internet shrapnel that happened to be in my house yesterday. You never know where this Rubik's cube is going to fall. You made my day. You made my day. That's all I'm going to tell you. You made my day, man. You definitely made my day. The, the angst that you had, man, just knew that I was in a better place than you were at that time. It, it just felt good to know that I wasn't feeling as bad as you were a time. I'm sorry to say it that way, but that's just, it is what it is, man. That's fine. Look, I'm again, if my misery can be a cathartic experience for people, <laughs> I'm happy to provide. Just remember, remember, I'm asking you to retweet something or if I'm asking you to watch me or do something, remember who I am as an individual. Right. You know, sacrifice my own and make it a cathartic experience for Barron and others to just feel better about themselves. No question. Not I mean, order, right? Isn't that it, Harry? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know, Barrett, you did two podcasts yesterday after the show yep, uh, regarding yep. the Eagles, one with D Gunn and one with Seth Joyner. What was the tone of those pods? Oh, man. Well, first, I'm going to start with the last one I did. I'm going to go with, you know, Seth. And, you know, and, and not, I didn't, not only did I have Seth, but I had uh, Josh Anderson on, too. And okay. he. 
He was uh, he was actually pretty good too. Wait a second, it was you, <clears throat> Seth Joyner, and Josh Ennis. Yes, that's pretty random. Wow, it was random as hell, man. And it was up. Uh, it was an amazing podcast because he was still kind of entrenched in Philly sports. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, because they, you know, yeah, you'll see. You know, they, you know, since they kicked him out, he was feeling pretty good about, uh, you know, I told you so type of, uh, you know, um angst that he had when he was talking about Carson and everything because he could see this he said he could see this happening you know as as Carson Wentz develop as a, as a player as a person and you know from the you know moment after the fourth game when when Seth said that Carson Wentz at this point was a train wreck and he said that he at this point is that they have a car a they call it a quarterback problem not a quarterback <clears throat> controversy not a, not a quarterback controversy but yeah. a quarterback problem right and you know i was like come on man not carson but lo and behold as the season went on we have the definitely quarterback problem so it was great and then me and this d gun we just you know farted around man and and just you know just talk talked about old times and then we got into the carson Wentz and the new coaching staff and everything also so i mean at this point it's it's, it's mainstream news what? I, I don't curious. know. Wait, he just brought him on with me. Oh, Seth did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I love it. I'm gonna have to check that one out. That's yeah. interesting. I know he's got some strong opinions about it, but you know, we're we're gonna be joined by Tim McManus coming up, who's with ESPN and <laughs> has covered the Eagles forever and wrote the latest on it. And I just I, I don't even know what to do with this stuff anymore. Honestly, like I don't. I'm not even trying to be dramatic or anything along those lines. If you wanted to talk about your honor or a game show or odds on where Matthew Stafford is going to play next. Like I'm all for it. I, I truly am exhausted, but I'm also at the same time. And it's crazy because I rarely feel this way. And Harry, of all people, you can attest to this. I'm either all in or all out. Yeah. I, I am walking a line of extreme right now where half of my body is glued to this, like some late night talk show crap TV thing. That's just, just LCD trash drama. The other half of me wants to just move as far away from Carson Wentz, the Eagles, and all of this nonsense as humanly possible. So I can't just say, oh, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I, I am in, enthralled by it, but I don't know what to do with it. Well, I yeah, know I, no, I'm with you. It, it's a strange uh, situation to be in uh, for us because I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over it, too. Like, that's why I need to hear from some people. I need to hear from this new coach. When is he going to speak? He's right. they officially made everything, you know, uh, happen earlier this week after the weekend. Like when it, what is the delay from him talking to the fan base? Uh, you know, where's the quarterback? What is he doing? Nobody's talking. Exactly. You know, I don't even know how either the coordinators or. Uh, you know, Nick sounds coach, Nick sounds, I don't even know right. how his voice sounds, you know, I mean, it's crazy that we have all this going on and nobody's stepping in front. I don't want to hear from Howie anymore. I want to hear from the guys that are going to be out there yeah. for, in the forefront, you know, the, the, the coaching staff, the players, you know, nobody said anything at this point. Right. And then there's still an, an open job in Houston. And I'm not here. We're not hearing anything, you know, really develop on that. I see Asman yesterday saying on his show that Eric Bieniemy should turn down the job if they offer it to him. Wow. Now, do we have? Is Jake still here? Because I'm curious. I saw that too, and I thought to myself immediately, this has to be such an amazing level of dysfunction. Yeah. That warning Eric Bieniemy about walking into a trap. 
That's, that's the only thing I can think of. A and trap look, that he has to take if offered. Yes. Yeah, right? I don't know. Yes. Does Eric? Well, hold on a second, Barrett. To you, to you jumping in emphatically with that yes immediately. If Eric Bieniemy says, "Look, my only offer or my only real solution to getting out of Kansas City was taking the job in Houston," granted to Sean Watson, but look at everything else is a travesty. If he holds out for another year, does that really drop his stock? Hey, no, look, it doesn't. No, it but doesn't. listen, the, these open jobs are open for a reason. Things right. are a mess. Okay, right. it's not like you're going to come in there with a turnkey operation with a franchise quarterback, a great offensive line, weapons out the yin yang, and you're and you're ready to go. That doesn't happen. You're going to have to take a win. challenge. Like part of it is the challenge. Well, and that's what it is—the challenge because they're not going to let go. A good organization is not going to let go. A good coaching or, or coaching staff. Um, there had to be some some things going wrong for this job to even be open. So yeah. you know you're going to go into somebody else's mess. But looking at what um you know looking what 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 Bienemy has turned down Bienemy has to turn down a cush job where you know this is is not that hard to go out there and call plays for a dynamic player dynamic players yeah like uh, Hill uh Mahomes Kelsey I mean, that's a cush job it's an easy job I mean Dude, how hard is it let's you know be honest <laughs> the three of us could do it right well, exactly. let's let's just call it what it is the three yeah. of us could do it. No question. So why would you want to leave that? Because you're probably going to get paid the same. I mean, they're probably playing him a pretty penny to yeah. stay as the offensive coordinator um, there. And then, you know, looking at what was going on in in um, Houston, I could see it being a pretty good job because you have the franchise quarterback and you could probably turn him into a guy in which, you know, he would like you as a quarterback. I mean, yeah. you as a head coach. So the quarterback um, head coach that, you know, they probably get along. Yeah. But the organization as a whole, you know, Josh Innocent, that's where he is. He's in Houston. And he say it's so bad down there. He said he never thought that there would be a job or a situation worse than the Eagles, you know, with how the fan base is and how, you know, how um, we as media, uh, you know, go up against our teams and, you know, you know, the communication between our teams and the media. But he says down in Houston, I mean, it's, it's the worst situation ever. Basketball, they let their star player go. Yeah. Uh, Quarterback wants a wants a trade. Right. They you know they traded out the best probably the best receiver uh, they've had since you know uh, you know you know best five years they've had years. really yeah six yeah. years yeah so yeah, you know it's, it's a bad situation out there. I mean everything is going wrong in Houston right now, and they have a ton of money on the books like the Eagles do. And and look, I I get what you're saying, Harry, where. Mm -hmm. The reality of you stepping into something that is just going to work right away is is low to probably nil. Right. But that doesn't mean that Eric Bieniemy won't have choices, and maybe he is scouting the landscape. Who's the next? Like as you start this coming season, you start to look around the landscape of the NFL, and I don't know if anybody would voluntarily go to Minnesota over anywhere else, but maybe he does lie. I don't know what Eric Bieniemy is going through in his head. I don't know what situation he's gone through. I don't want to pretend to. Yeah. He's at a Super Bowl right now. That's what he's thinking about. Yeah, yeah. now, but also yeah. from an employment standpoint, I personally don't think his stock were to drop if he were to come out and say, I'm not taking a job this year, which is basically code for Houston is so bad of a situation that I can't even take what might be a limited opportunity in, in this coaching game, well, I simply can't risk being out in two years because I'll be blamed for it. Well, look at um, look at the situation up in Buffalo. What's the name? The ball, officer coordinator. In ball, yeah. 
He turned down the Eagles job, didn't even go, didn't even want to go and, and, and interview for it. Well, he wasn't offered the job. He, they wanted to interview him. He had no interest in that, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah, what yeah. basically turned down the job because he doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. That's the thing. So. No, who would? Who yeah. would? They, they hired guys. These guys all look the same. Right. <laughs> I saw, I, I, Adam, I got to give him proper credit. Adam Malamut. At Muttsack on Twitter. Now, Malamut he, Law? No, not, I don't think they're related. Although he oh. is in Jersey and he is local to us and he's a huge Philly sports fan. You remember that cartoon? I think it was on Bleacher Report Game of Zones, which was essentially the NBA mock cartoon of Game of Thrones. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's insane. It's really good. It's, it's really smart. Yeah, so I saw he, it. Okay, so he created that. And he put a tweet out, Eagles hoping nobody will notice they saved money by hiring the same guy as both offensive and defensive coordinator. <laughs> and there's a side-by-side -side of both of these guys. And I kid you not, they look exactly the same. The well, only look, difference is one is a little longer scruff than the other. And I don't no, know. not all white guys look alike. I'm just <laughs> saying. But <laughs> well, look, hold on. You know what I saw, man? It was either Play Action Reel or Penguin AZ, one of the two said it um okay now the eagles hired um models for Abercrombie and Finch or old navy um commercials i, I said i thought that <laughs> i think mcmullen said that on on his hit on monday that it was a bunch of Abercrombie and Finch guys no wonder why nobody wants to come here you talk about football guys you're in a modeling catalog right man that, uh, that, that was pretty good man that was pretty good let me see if that email arrived yet so we can get through it not yet so we're awaiting i know look this guy's got work He's already being sidetracked by our show. So I'm just really curious because it looks like this has been something revolutionary in the world of stocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is the new fantasy. Well, stocks then the new fantasy. Happens. I just calculated all the money that I'm going to be able to save on a monthly basis by not drinking vodka. And it is substantial. <laughs> uh, and so I'm going to need to have a place to put that money. So maybe Bruder. Uh, you know, can can advise me as to what type of stocks and, you know, Robin Hood or Reddit, whatever it is. I need another game. What do you think the ending, what vice do you think ending saves you the most? I mean, we'll just put drugs all in one. All right. Drugs is one. Booze is another. Mm -hmm. Prostitution. Gambling. Right? Gambling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're if you're a what are they called? Hobbyist. Right. Yeah. You bounce around to different people, different bodies, and you're paying that that can add up. Sure. Hourly sure. rates. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it does. <laughs> you're, you're you know, saving booze, you probably right there though, as far yeah. as I saw your tweet about a rainy day. You, you were probably whacked off your saucer by five o'clock in the afternoon. Yesterday? No, no, no. Normally. Normally, normally, normally I would have been into the booze by three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon on a day like yesterday. Yes. There's no question about it. <laughs> It just started off all, you know, it started off right, but then, you know, it just took a you know, whirlwind after no, that. It had nothing to do with the show. It's, oh, just, okay. it's just the weather and there's nothing to do. You know, it's there's nothing on day. TV. It's just an awful day. I would have been into the booth because some, you know, for some stupid reason, it used to make it more entertaining. That's funny how that works, right? Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick one here. Again, Tim McManus in 13 minutes coming up. I have a question about something, two things we missed yesterday. That I'm going to throw to you in the break, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, because I'm curious if we should do, if not one, maybe both of them. All coming up on the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle in Sports Map Radio.
What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. All right, so yesterday we missed a couple of things. Should we do a fake news first and foremost? Oh, no question. I'm well, if, if Ron's ready to go, yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely ready. He's Because they, they have a segment called The Good, The Bad, and The Dumb mm-hmm. where he pulls one story to represent each, and he has, like, a wealth of stupid, ridiculous stories. So, yeah, he's, right. you know, he'll be good. So that was one. And the other is we didn't do Mertidis breakdown yesterday, and we don't have one today because of the whole thing with the all 22 yeah. not being available. So do we it's not just the all 22. It's 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 the regular um film also. Somebody yeah. whoever has um whoever has NFL uh what is it? Um what is it called, man? NFL um game player game pass, NFL game, game pass. pass, yeah. See if you guys can go in and log in and, and on one of those games. I couldn't log into those games. They Let, wouldn't let's be honest. Mertidis has failed in this endeavor <laughs> since we brought him on the show. Uh, he talking about, oh, yeah, I could do breakdowns. Yeah, well, do I have one. He hasn't I have done one. squat. That's the thing, though. Before my whole thing went to crap yesterday, I had one ready to go. I have one from him. Oh, you do? Yes, that's my Oh, he point. sent you one. Well, then we got to wait till oh, tomorrow, no. though. I have yeah, we got to wait till tomorrow. I have a Mertidis one. Oh, that today. No, let's no, not, not today. I'm thinking, should we just run it today to run it and then make him do a second one tomorrow? Or do we not no. tell him that we ran it today and still make him do a second one? I tomorrow? don't want to run it today. Do do it? All right, that's fine. Then I'll delete it. I'll delete <laughs> saw it. Enough, I saw enough goddamn hockey last night. Gave up the two nothing lead. Had to go to the third. I had to stay up to watch that third period just to see them win. It pulled you in, man. Yeah. It pulled you in. Ridiculous. Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I'm going to guess it's okay, but let's just validate the assumption. Yesterday, we failed to bring you a lot of things on this program, and we apologize. I apologize for, well, it's really Verizon's fault, but I don't want to get into all that. No, it is. It's not your fault. No, it's definitely not. And yeah. you know me, I'm I'm quick to say it's my fault. We'll never blame Ron for anything. He's just here helping us out. And then not, on top of that, you know, I feel bad about blaming Barrett for stuff, even for stuff that he does. Look at well, that. I'd like to know to hear from Ron though regarding yesterday after we were, you know, taken off the air essentially because of your connection. Like he had to fill in for the rest of the the show. Oh, no. 
No. Only, uh, well, he'll he'll explain what happened. But also in, in all of this, this was the first time that something happened from a technical standpoint with the stream or anything that also impacted the Comrex, which for those of who you don't know, that's basically the machine that I use to connect all of us down to Houston and back. So it was so bad that lag that you guys were experiencing on the stream was coming through on Ron's end, which has not happened since I bought that damn thing. Mm. Something was up yesterday. Now, what yeah. did you wind up doing, Ron? Uh, well, let's see. I ended up playing an interview from what, what Tony and I did earlier in the morning. And then um, uh, then I re uh, played a, the second hour of Jake's show during during what would have been your second hour because at that point we pretty much gave up brilliant yeah good That's good work yeah. by you bro and and i'm well, glad i, didn't take I went long. to the engineer i went to our engineer and i said hey listen to this you know because we record everything gets recorded so i was able to play back and said this is you know coming from aton's comrex and and you know this is coming from his unit and we're you know i briefed him on the conversation that aton you and i were having even off air right that you and i were having through text messages and he goes, yeah, that's something on his end. He's looking at it on our end and saying, yeah, we're just not getting receiving a signal. And I said, could it be his internet provider? And he was like, maybe. Who's his internet provider? I said, Verizon. He goes, yeah. <laughs> so is that a, yeah, like yesterday was a problem across the board for Verizon or that, that I'm was, foolish no, for that using was, Verizon? That was a, yeah, um, for you should find ulterior internet providers. Look, wow. I'm not going to get but into it. I know it. we don't want to throw them under the bus because there's probably a guy sitting with his finger on the button right now, ready to disconnect you at any moment. Yeah, it's like keep on, keep yeah. on talking, Aton. Keep on talking. Well, while, no, while it's Ron, the other one too that that doesn't work for me. Neither one of them work. While Ron was playing Jake Asman's uh, hour uh, for our second hour, I'm sure he was answering the phones that were probably ringing off the hook, saying, "What the hell happened to the middle show? Where where'd these guys go?" Right. <laughs> Because you guys were on the stream, and I thought, okay, you know what? I could play the stream, but the problem is that there's a lag time between what we do live versus what's on the stream, and it wouldn't sync up right. Right. No, I get it. I, I couldn't play. I couldn't. I was I was going to. I kept looking over. I'm, I'm watching you guys on the stream just like everyone else is. And, you know, Aton, you were uh, – you, you stole the show without saying a word. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is not, not all I could do is laugh, man. And you know, and, and 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 you know that Harry was the cherry on top because well, he, you know he had he had his guy there. You know, him, him and Martinez, they were going back and forth, just just loving the fact that you were going through it. Right. Well, even Anthony Beck was laughing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I may be wrong, but it might have been Aton's single greatest show ever. Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> I would put that up. <laughs> if we're going to send anything to Marconi, right. it would be that. If we're going to try to win an air award, then the less of me, the better, for sure. Oh. Absolutely right. I totally agree with you on that. And and look, that just goes to show you're all worried about me having to clear Anthony Beck ahead of time before he came on the show. He couldn't wait to take a shot at me. He, yeah, yeah, he was. He well, was ready. He heard that you weren't going to be on. He's like, yeah, I'm definitely doing this now. Yeah, exactly right. He, he even stayed extra time. I saw that. I saw that. He closed the show. Yeah. I and mean, we, we promoted his football camp like twice. Good. That was the big – that was the thing. It was like I was like, yes, we'll, we'll promote everything. And I made sure I had everything here in front. All right, so this whole thing started because we wanted to make sure that since we bailed on it yesterday for obvious reasons out of our control – that we can do a fake news today. Is that feasible? 
Yeah, you can assume that. Okay, that's what I, I did. Sat there, I kept, I, you know, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting yeah, for sure you guys you to come back. I was ready for it. You were like uh, a puppy waiting yeah. for us to come home. Where is he? Where is he? You when guys, am I going to get fed? You guys took me to the pound. I thought we had a good time. Yeah. Right. I just left me, and I sat there with my my lonely dish, just me and my thoughts. So yeah, we're uh, we're good to go. Figured as much. Okay, just wanted to double check. And but, I, you know, I do eavesdrop during the uh, commercial break. Sorry, guys. So be careful what you say. I hear everything. Well, we um, hope so. No, no, no. When you were saying, you, know, I'm what I'm hinting at is that you uh, say, well, you know, he does this one segment with Tony every day. I don't. Re I try not to repurpose those stories. Some stories are no. so good right. that I do repurpose those stories. As I was called out by. Well, it was I was called out by Jeff Bruder, Joey B, you know, all those guys. Penguin they, AC, they I think. Yeah, yeah, one of them. They all called me out for repurposing the story. Sometimes the story is too good to repurpose. Then right. I have to repurpose it. My only point was that you pull like 15 stories normally for that segment and really only yeah. do three. Yeah. Well, actually, technically only two. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, Angry Al is, is yeah, I see this. on this whole stock thing. Well, yesterday was painful for me. I'll explain this coming up in the break. You think it was bad for me not getting on the air yesterday. Mm. My evening show centers around being able to pick up an app and place a live bet. Yeah. My geolocation was messed up on the Oh, no. Torture. I'll explain it coming oh. up next. <laughs> it's the middle. T-Mac coming up next. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Man, I'm telling you, yesterday, my geolocation for these betting apps wouldn't work. And I'm sitting here, and the whole first hour, we promoted myself, the producer, Kyle, was taking opposite ends on the flyers first period because I'm on from 6 to 8. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting different things sent to me. Somebody sends me a tip. Hey, I, I would jump in on a basketball game. And I'm sitting there. Going over live lines and talk and always talking myself through stuff and, and people jump on. We have guests and everything. And I'm just sitting there. I couldn't place a single unit, not even a half unit, not on the computer, nothing. The geolocation refused to work until about like midnight this morning. I'm telling you, that was hell. You think it's bad not being able to have a conversation on this show? Wow. Not being able to place a live bet or a pre-bet. I told you I had to fly. I was ready to go. Flyers first period. Yeah, and and you would have won. Uh, I had him yeah. for the game, and I had to sweat it out into the third period. <laughs> well, that's what that's what it's all about. But that JVR on the power play with those deflections, man, sitting in front of the net. All right, I got the email from Bruder. This is great stuff, by the way. We well, is he coming on the air? No, I tried to get him on the phone, but he's at work and he had too much, so I just gave him my email. Well, what what does the email do for us? I'm gonna read it. What oh, <laughs> how long is it? Information. How long is it? It's about 
a par it's it's probably like a paragraph and a half broken up into some sentences where so we he explains what went on is that is that the whole thing I'll read you the first part of it as we wait for T-Mac. Back in August of 2020, the founder of Chewy.com, Ryan Cohen, took up a 13% stake in GameStop. Cohen was pissed with how the CEO was running the company, made his voice heard. In January, GameStop put Cohen into associates on the board of directors. So there's a little tease. All right. So they bought in at such a, a rate that they basically had to hear what they were going to say. And not only did that, they put him on the board. Yeah. He and, and two others. Yeah, look at that. Methyl ethyl. I'm telling you. There's, that is brutal, isn't it? I sent that to T-Mac, so. Should have it, right? Oh, look at that. Right on time. This is The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. The three of us happy to be joined by an individual that normally, you know, I refuse to speak for the three of us because we're all over the place on our opinions from sports to life to TV. But when I say Tim McManus is one of the great guys in this business, one of the true great humans in this business, he's also a hell of a reporter. Yeah, he's one of the best at, yes. at doing the job. That's always a nice yeah. media or Venn diagram when that thing meets and you have a really great individual as well as a really great reporter. That's what we have with T-Mac. If you're watching on the stream, we don't physically have his face up, but we have everything else up. At, of course, Tim underscore McManus covers the Eagles for ESPN and also contributing to 97.5 here in Philly. You can see and hear and read him all over the place. And I think we're going to have to get him back up. Tina, that was really the, the way I think a lot of people would prefer us, the three of us, be on the screen with just a dark <laughs> screen and no face. Is that easier for you, Harry? I think, no, I'm just saying that, for me, how do I do that? How do I do that? Just go down and hit stop cam. Oh, is that right? Yeah, right. and then it'll put up a picture. Now, a lot of times it's going to get the one for T-Mac here. Uh -huh. There you go. See Barrett as well. This reminds me of that crest, is it, or whatever commercial where the woman comes on with a great smile and nobody else wants to jump on. And the one guy says, my smile can't compete with yours. So we're in, we're out. It's that simple. Now you still have to talk, Harry. Otherwise, I got you. I got you. All right. Geez. I got you. Now we're trying to get T-Mac back up here. Well, he wrote a piece today. And in fact, I uh, read it this morning. Uh, can Philadelphia Eagles coach Nick Sirianni fix Carson Wentz? Yeah, and I wrote a piece that came out today on phillyvoice.com that asks myth, fact, or myth, Nick Sirianni was brought here to fix Carson Wentz. And I went full myth. Okay. Because nobody can convince me that fixing Carson Wentz is so important to them that they went out and brought in people who have no experience in that area. Like this guy, franchise <clears throat> quarterback, so important. They need a fix. They need a fix that they went out and brought people who have no experience in fixing. They don't even have experience in certain areas like play calling, which is a different conversation. I'm just saying, I don't think he is here to fix Wentz because I don't think that's humanly possible. Well, Wentz is the only person that can fix Wentz. He has to take, um, he's got to take the attitude. I mean, because it's not, it's, it's not, is working, you know, the working part of it. It's not the physical part of it that um, that I'm really worried about. 
I mean, you know, you're an athlete, you're an athlete. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the wanting to look inside and see that you were wrong in some of the things that you were trying to approach the game at. Yeah. And internalize that and know that you can't do that and go forward understanding that you're not always right. Right. In order to fix the problem, you got to acknowledge that there is a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And there's a major problem with his mechanics, his throwing mechanics. And in the piece that McManus uh, put out on ESPN.com today, you can find it. Uh, Greg Cosell from NFL Films did a great, you know, a breakdown and has some quotes in there from Greg about, you know, his lower half, like from the from the hips on down is where Carson is all, all wrong. But he right. has to acknowledge that it's wrong. He right, has right. to look and see. Here we and go. We got Tim, right here. Tim on, what's up, bro? Right. What's going on, guys? You got me? Yes, yeah, we, yeah, we, we got, got you. Here. Sorry about that, man. I don't know why my uh, my ugly mug isn't popping up. Look, as long <laughs> as we can hear you, that's first and foremost. Your box is up there. So if you want to change the picture to whatever, that's fine. But we're just thankful that you can spend a couple of minutes with us, man, first and foremost. Thanks for Thank you. you guys know how much I admire all of you. So uh, it's good to be with you. Now, did Harry set you up for that line? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, just Are you sense. kidding me? Hey, I mean, it's go way back. He knows. <laughs> exactly right. Weekend days. So I- I'm curious, why does it seem like, and maybe seem like is putting it lightly here or nicely, but why does it appear every single year, right through the latest from you, who has covered this team up and down for years, even before ESPN, why does it feel like every single year outside of his rookie year, there is somebody inside that organization on multiple levels from player to coach to front office that has a problem with Carson Wentz? It feels like it's more than just the typical alpha quarterback who's going around doing his thing. It seems like every year there's a problem with him. I mean, we also shouldn't misrepresent it where where people think he's a bad guy or anything like that. I mean, I think generally the the feeling inside the building is that is that Wentz is a genuinely good person with a, a heck of a lot of ability, but that doesn't mean he's perfect, and it doesn't mean that his approach is perfect. And as we know, when seasons go bad, you know the the negative parts get magnified. When you are ripping up the league and you're an MVP candidate and, and your team's on the way to the Super Bowl, then those personality traits that you talk about, him being a, a type A personality, him having a stubborn streak, him having, you know, so strong, con- such strong convictions, those things are, are cast in a positive light. Uh, but when things go south, and you're part of the problem with that, and you're not as giving as you need to be, then then those things are are uh, come out in that way as well. And so, um, you know, he's he's certainly uh, not a perfect uh, quarterback, and uh, th- I think there needs to be some malleability on on his side in order to get this thing right. Absolutely, you know, as they push forward, and you know, some some guys are saying, you know, just like you said in your article, um, that you know, Nick Sariani has to fix him. Um, I'm not under that impression that, you know, he's the only person that can fix him. You know, Nick Sariani has worked with good quarterbacks and he can tell them how good these quarterbacks were and what they did to go out and become dominant players in the league. You know, when you look at a guy like, you know, Phillip Rivers, you look at a guy like Andrew Luck, but until he, you know, can, can manifest inside himself that, all right, I'm not perfect. I have to make sure that I, have to, you know, listen, listen to people. I'm not always right. It's going to be tough for him to go out and not, you know, do the same things he did last year. 
I think that's absolutely the most important thing, Barrett, is, you know, when when things were going well, uh, there was this nice kind of push and pull between him and John DiFilippo and Frank Reich, uh, where you had that confident Wentz who knew what he wanted to do and was very passionate about it. Uh, but he also had DiFilippo, who was kind of who had those awkward conversations with him and would push yeah. back on him and be like, listen, you don't know everything. Uh, combined with Reich, who was like this steady guiding hand who Wentz trusted probably more than any other coach that he's been with in the NFL. And that combination, along with Wentz's God-given ability, you know, he was more healthy back then, you know, equaled what we saw in that year. When Filippo and when Reich went away, the checks and balances largely went away with it. Wentz continued on that campaign of, you know, I this is what I feel very strongly about. This is the direction I need to go. And it just doesn't seem to me through my reporting that he trusted Peterson the way that he trusted Reich, hmm. the way that and he wasn't pushed back on by the assistant coaching staff the way that he was pushed back on by Filippo. And I think when you put those kind of things together, it, it paints part of the picture of why uh, the problem manifested itself the way that it did. Yeah, interesting stuff, Tim. I love the quotes from our uh, old buddy Greg Cosell about you know just looking at the film and and looking at his mechanics because he, he's he's one hundred percent correct. And you say that's fixable, and I I agree that it is as long as Carson, like Barrett said, Barrett or Carson has to acknowledge that a it is a problem, uh, you know, before he can try to fix it. But what is it that you think sold Jeffrey Lurie on Nick Sirianni? I think it was kind of the the big picture thing. I think they. I don't think it was a Carson Wentz thing. Um, and I know that it's kind of being portrayed that way, but my understanding of the way that those, um, that those interviews went down with the, with the respective coaching candidates is that it was definitely the quarterback conversation was central to the discussions in the interviews. But my understanding is that most of the coaching candidates played it down the middle, that they didn't, they didn't say it's absolutely Wentz or it's absolutely hurts, you know, that it was more of, you know, I think we could, we could probably work with, with both of these guys, but it was pretty clear. Uh, Lori put it out there before those sessions even began. Like this guy's very fixable and that's the way that we feel. And, and I think that that was emphasized there as well. But with Seriani, I just think some of the, uh, you know, the co- offensive concepts that he had in mind, some of the coaches that he was thinking about bringing on, um, you know, his openness has to be openness to analytics you know, all of those things that are important to the organization, I think that Seriani was was on board with. Um, you know, he has a, a coaches, you know, like a co- players um, really seem to gravitate towards him, but he also has an edge to him, uh, according to people that I've talked to. So won't be afraid to push back when necessary and coach his coaches when necessary. And I think all that sort of rung true for Jeffrey Lurie and the Eagles brass. Tim McManus joining us at Tim underscore McManus. All things Philadelphia Eagles. NFL as well for ESPN. I want to take you back to something you you just said in response to Harry and kind of this bigger picture slash narrative that's been going on, which is, and it factors into the trust that completely deteriorated with Doug Peterson. So I'll say a statement and you tell me how much validity there is to it. Well, if Jeffrey Lurie didn't hire Nick Sirianni for Carson Wentz, it sure as hell seems like he fired Doug Peterson for Carson Wentz. I don't think that's true either. Okay. Uh, because they were uh, going to bring Peterson back. I mean, just look at the timing of it. 
it took a week later from when the other guys were fired uh, before Peterson was. And it wasn't until Peterson and Lori sat down and then sat down again until Lori was like, you know what? I just can't do it. Like the, the coaching staff that he wants to bring back, just not on board with it. Uh, I don't know that Peterson presented the answers um, that Lori was looking for in respect to Wentz. Like I think that he wanted a plan and I don't know that Peterson had a great one or had one uh, for Wentz. And so that's a factor. So I know that it looks that way. Uh, and we can't just pretend like the $32 million quarterback is not a factor here. Okay. It is. Uh, but I don't think that was the, the one thing that led to the split between Peterson and the Eagles. Well, how big is it of a deal right now that, um, I mean, they totally blown up, um, with the exception of officer line and, you know, you know, all the other coaches, especially coaches that, um, I feel Carson, you know, was, was, was close with, um, They've just let everybody out, allowed this young coaching staff to come in now and, you know, pick his own coaches. And as they go forward, um, you have to look at, you know, what the locker room is and the locker room culture is. It's going to be totally, you know, blown up. In what way do you think this younger coach staff is going to be able to go in and, and change that as fast as they need to change it? Plus, only do this through Zoom. You know, they're going to be behind the buck when it comes to, you know, what they're trying to establish because they're not going to know any of those players. The players are not going to know them. They're going to be Zooming instead of being front and face-to-face with them. How hard is it going to be for that coaching staff to come in, especially with a lot of guys that aren't um, in a position where they were uh, before as far as a coordinator or a head coach? It's going to be really difficult for this coaching staff to come in and implement it. I agree. I think it's a huge challenge. And, you know, the the job – wasn't as desirable as it usually is in Philadelphia. Uh, part of that is because, you know, the roster is, is going to be kind of watered down. They're in this uh, bad cap situation for, for 2021. Uh, you look at the way that it ended with a Super Bowl winning coach in Peterson, you know, that doesn't go unnoticed. Uh, and then you have this quarterback situation and it's, it's messy uh, because you have Wentz who has essentially lost trust in the organization uh, and that needs to be built back up. And you also have Jalen Hurts in the mix here. You know, he, he hardly gets talked about in these conversations, but he's somebody that came in for the last quarter of the season. He showed some things. And in the process, he won over a lot of guys in that locker room, Barrett. Uh, yep. You know, so so now you have essentially split allegiances that you're beginning with uh, at quarterback. And you can't have that. It just that's one of the reasons why you don't go into that situation to begin with. That's why you don't draft. You know, a dynamic quarterback that high when you already have a franchise quarterback in place because you run the risk of it going poorly and for guys to be pulled in different directions. And so I think that Sirianni has a massive challenge in front of him. T-Mac, hold on one sec because I know Harry wants to throw something at you. We have to break, wrap the hour on the network. We're still live on the stream, of course, phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. All right. We're good. Continue. Okay. You may continue. Uh, Tim, uh, before I ask you who you like in the Super Bowl, I was just curious as to thinking, like, you know, what what do you think the identity of this team under Sirianni might be? Because they had zero offensive identity under Doug last season. Yeah, it was a it was a big problem. And when you threw together all these different assistant coaches with different backgrounds, so you know, because Lori wanted to have all these uh, you know innovative minds in there to kind of pep up the offense. What happened is that there was no identity. It just wiped it totally out. Uh, and you couldn't really stack things on top of each other because the visions just, just didn't mesh. And that was a big reason why Wentz went south. 
and why the offense looked the way that it did. And so I think if you look over what Indianapolis did, I mean, uh, a lot of it is is uh, having more defined reads, having less vertical routes. I mean, that's one thing that you saw this year. It was just mind-boggling is that the Eagles ran more vertical routes than any team in the NFL, even with all those problems along the offensive line. Uh, as, as Which opposed- is stupid. Which right. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, it definitely wasn't smart. I mean, and you saw the trouble that it caused all those negative plays that that they were getting into. And that was a part of it. Whereas if you look at the passing game for like I was just watching the uh, the, the wild card game between the Colts and the Bills and you see a lot more crossers, you see, you know, the the ball getting quicker out of out of Philip Rivers hand. Um, you see more creativity in the in the passing concepts. And so I think that's what it's going to be more of. But also you need a quarterback that's going to go along with that. I mean, you know, Wentz likes to push the ball downfield. Wentz wants those longer developing plays. And so he's going to have to come and meet in the middle so the system works. That's the biggest thing, man. Like this this thing early on, three weeks into it, they're one and two. And Wentz hasn't. And, and maybe it's unfair, right? Maybe it's unfair to expect that this thing, which took such a drastic historic bad turn last year, is going to be fixed in an offseason or two weeks. But you know how this city is, man. You know how idiots like me and, and others on the radio are. You know how this works. Three weeks into it, you're one and two. You got Sirianni out there. You went to isn't fixed. How is that going to play out, do you think? <laughs> I mean, it's. Uh, I think that we should really kind of ramp back the expectations for the upcoming yeah. season. And then fans can be pleasantly surprised if it goes in a different direction. But oftentimes when you have a coaching change, you know, a big part of the battle is that you have new systems and guys have to get used to that. And, and it takes time. Um, and people want the quick fix, but but rarely does it go that way. Uh, and and you add on top of that, not only this this quarterback situation, but the fact that you know a lot of the veterans are going to be you know walking out that door. Uh, there's still the question, you know, is is Jason Kelsey going to be one of them? You know, who are going to be kind of the the anchors on that team that you're accustomed to that know what the winning culture is about and how to achieve it? Uh, and has Howie Roseman done enough to? infuse the roster uh, with young guys that are ready to carry the torch and, and, and take over that baton. T-Mac, we got a jet. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me on. Yes, as hopefully you were watching in the break, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, where we continue to be live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley studios. We got a little extra dose. We got our own overtime with T-Mac. See, now, you know, T-Mac has a lot of radio experience in his past prior to becoming a, you know, the Eagles reporter and so forth, because he heard the music in his ear and he knew he had to wind things up before we came back from break. It was perfect. I was going to take credit for hitting that post, but I needed a guy like T-Mac to realize he had to get out. Right. Like that post doesn't get hit unless T-Mac in a very savvy way understands. Thanks, guys. Yep. That's, yep. Like that's that's a radio host. That's somebody who's done radio hits. That's somebody who's been on Sports Center who knows to get yes. in and out. That's a professional right That's there. exactly right. This week I'm still learning football. that. This week at Pro Football, he hosted for so many years. He produced so many shows. He did shows on our old at our old stage. He knows what's going on. Yeah, he had to really I'm still learning that, guys. Have with Barrett and you. <laughs> Shut up. We got a break. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, um, you know, and just, just talking about that, man, I – I'm just amazed that, you know, 
we, you know, we're talking about splits in that locker room. We already had the, the quarterback split where you have Carson and then you have uh, Hertz, but you also have those those players that that wanted Deuce and you know in that coaching yeah. staff. So, you know. Uh oh. As soon as you start talking about Deuce, he's not going to be there. Yeah. 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 See, you muted yourself. I couldn't even control that. I don't know where you get it. I think you're sabotaging the mute just so you can blame Ron Culver. No, because um, my my dog, she is sitting here and she is tripping right now. You better stop, Yoki. Not crazy, man. She want she want she want me to hold her. No. All right, I got the email from Bruder coming up. All right, we got a lot of things. Fake news. Jeff Parles. Fade Parles is in the house as well. That's a hashtag on Twitter. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right. You ready? I'm going to read this email here and try to figure out what exactly what happened, what happened here. So told you back in August 2020, founder of Chewy.com. This is from Jeff Bruder, so thank you, sir. Ryan Cohen took up a 13% stake in GameStop, upset with how the CEO at the time was running the company, made his voice heard. So January... GameStop put both Cohen and, well, it looks like two more associates on the board of directors, so all three. Once word got out on the change in company leadership, the stock shot up about 50% in short order, maybe about two days. Meanwhile, this is a stock that has been on a steady decline since about 2015. So the company still isn't any good, even though Cohen was added to the board. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Uh, yes. GameStop, you know, how things are going. People, I haven't been to a, a brick and mortar to buy a video game in years. I download them from the marketplace. I don't know. I'm sure that factors in. So in know. other words, their earnings projections and all that kind of stuff hadn't changed for the positive. It was just putting a couple of guys on the board that had bought a, a share of the company. That shot it up 50% yeah. in about two days. Meanwhile, as Bruder says, it's a stock that was on a steady decline since about yeah. 2015, which goes in line with people not going to brick and mortars, buying stuff, trading stuff in and just doing it digitally on a marketplace. So he says the company still isn't any good, even though Cohen was added to the board. We continue. Wall Street institutional investors and hedge fund managers, knowing what they know about the company, took out massive short positions, banking on the stock. Going down. Yes. Yeah. Into a tailspin based on the company fundamentals, which are still poor. So Wall Street bets on Reddit noticed all these massive short positions. In order to, quote, stick it to the man, they pump the stock like crazy. They have a couple of million members in this Reddit group, as we know Reddit is humongous. That buying power pushed the volume up like crazy, and this caused the short sellers to abandon their positions, costing them billions. It's a yeah. classic short squeeze, but normally... Such squeezes are implemented by the big boys, not as common folk. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the common folk, you know, got one over on these guys. The bottom line is the company still stinks. Right. <laughs> you know, yes, but you know, who cares about the company if all it is about getting in and making money off well, in the stock, right? Yeah. Okay. But the, the be all end all, the company is, you know, has to have, has to survive in order for anybody that's going to stay with it to, to have any value. This is like Sir Larry Wildman in the movie Wall Street. This is what he did to Gordon Gecko. Right. 
right? <laughs> yes, you're right. Now, yeah. here, here's the question, though. Back then, Sir Larry didn't have Reddit. It didn't right. have the power of putting so many people around the country in one area. So my response to Jeff is, and I apologize if Jeff answered this for the more intelligent people who have been following along this, but what, and not a negative way, what stops this from happening again so that the three of us and others can be ahead of the curve? I don't give a rat's behind about GameStop or Steve Cohen or Ryan Cohen. Not Steve Cohen. No, no, Steve Cohen. <laughs> Ryan Cohen. I, I care about being able to catch this on the curve the next time so that I can get in. And right. a lot of people made money off this Wall Street bets thing where normally it's the other people who made well, yeah, money. Yeah, normally you don't have access to this right. stuff. This stuff is done, but without your knowledge, before you even have a sniff. And by the time you get in, it's already done. Yeah, inside of yeah. trading and all that type of stuff, of knowing somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. We didn't, we, we, we're not, a, you know, privileged to that type of information. Like the, the Larry Wildman reference was key. Yes, I think okay. you remember. Now, uh, here's the thing, though. They haven't remade Wall Street, have uh, they? And they shouldn't. It's a classic. Oh, look, <laughs> Don't you dare <laughs> touch it. They've touched far more things that would be determined as sacrilege yeah. than remaking Wall Street. But I agree with you. It's not a yeah. movie to be remade. Let's not okay. act like this is a beacon of artistic success or element. Oh, I loved it. I could break <laughs> you, mate, in two pieces over my knee. You know it. I know it. I could buy the you six times over. I could dump the stock just to burn your ass. That's the <laughs> quote. Brian, uh, not Dennehy, the other Brian, right? No. Uh, see, now I gotta watch it. I gotta oh, watch. You gotta it again. watch it. Yeah. yeah. I gotta Is watch it again. again? I think it's Terrence Stamp. Is that who it is? Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I was off. I gotta watch it again. Yeah. Talking to Gordon Gecko. I could yeah. dump the stock just to burn your ass. See, there you have it. <laughs> Nothing stops it. Just make sure you get in and get the hell out quick. That's all right. I'm saying. Get in. Get out. Right. Got to get you in, and we get you out. <laughs> yeah. Next one is going to be AMC and BlackBerry. I'm ready. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, AMC not... movie theaters, right? Yeah. I've seen some stuff about that today. They're up 15 right now, right? Yeah. Mm. I, I think that's probably the last place I would go. Yeah. Good friend of mine bought it at two. Oh, yeah? AMC? Wow. Yeah. Last year. Terrence Stamp was General Zod. Did you know that? I did not. I did not know that. Yes, I did know that. Yes, but it, it wasn't uh, Mel Gibson, Joey B. Come on, man. In what? Mel Gibson Wait. wasn't the, the actor in Wall Street. Oh, he wasn't in Wall Street. Oh, no. maybe. I know. You're doing a Mel Gibson. Oh, no, no, no. And this guy's Australian, too. Yeah, he's Australian, mate. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See where this goes. Uh, all right. no, well, yeah, you know, Hold on. We're back. Get the clock. <laughs> this is Gal Media Property in partnership with Jacob Media. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We have fake news that we missed yesterday at 1225 Eastern time. Jeff Parles from Book It Sports, of course, our sponsor for overtime each and every day at 1 o'clock Eastern will join us in his weekly spot at 1240. We'll talk about the Hall of Fame and what happened yesterday when we have a little more time to stretch out coming up in the next segment. Did see this about our buddy down in Dallas, Dak Prescott. Hmm has agreed to a long-term deal. Have you seen this? This is breaking no. news. 
Yes. Dak Prescott has signed a lucrative long-term deal. When did this happen? This happened a couple of hours ago. Wow. It's with Anheuser-Busch. Oh, okay. Oh. I knew this was some sort of tease. Yeah, uh, come on, man. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I hate to do it to you. <laughs> you had me geeked up. I'm like, it's Yo, Bud Light Seltzer or something, probably, right? <laughs> right. It's, well, I think it's Anheuser-Busch, but he's pushing the seltzer. Who has the best seltzer? Everybody's in the seltzer game. Brian oh, Seltzer. Not Brian. Brian Seltzer <laughs> is number one. He is one. the best seltzer. He's got to be. Or and, and where would you put James Seltzer? Oh, he's <laughs> near the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. You can't do James like that. He's a former employee or what would you call colleague of ours. At, yeah. At yeah. Both stations. He doesn't make the Mount Rushmore, but Brian Seltzer does. Correct. Okay. Good dude, man. Good Correct. dude. Man. Brian's a man. Both of them are good dudes. Now, here's the yeah. thing. Well, well, Brian Seltzer takes number one. Who makes the best seltzer? It's no longer White Claw. For a while, it was White, but now everybody makes it. Yeah. Right, right. White Claw started it all, man. You know, you get you a nice little White Claw, and I used to add vodka to my White Claw. You know, back oh, in the days, so used- Barrett, on this show before it became much bigger with the middle. When I was just messing around, we had a promo with White Claw. Mm. That's that's you're right. White Claw's everywhere, but now everybody's doing it. Well, yeah, you had to to add, add vodka to white claw. There's hardly right. anything in it, right? Well, you know, and, and what made that drink, uh, it was it was the it was that drink because um, a lot of boaters like white claw. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like those uppity. And I'm on, I'm you know, in on my dock that I'm on. You know, everybody's drinking white claw, and I'm you know I'm drinking the white. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's okay, but I, I mean, never I'm, did it. It's no, gonna it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna take about fifty of these just to the give me a buzz, right? What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. Man, 40 degrees, sunny. I'm tempted. I'm going to work on my car, man. Really? Yeah, man. Very wet out. Very wet out there. I know it's it's wet. Jesus. That's what you do, though, ain't it? You make it happen, though. Not as much. You'd be surprised. I don't like walking when it's cold, cold. No. And it's so windy at my spot, even when it's normal elsewhere, that. Yeah. It's brutal when it's windy, man. Brutal. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Got, got that it's the little... worst. Now, Parles, a lot of people are expecting Parles to have some sort of decor in his apartment. Something on the wall, some sort of, Promise, right? you know, stand up behind him, like one of those step and repeats or whatever with book it on it. Like, we're going to have to have something today. Well, prop bet started on Monday. They started doing this on Monday. Yeah. You know, so the prop bets are in, you know, what's the background? You know, is he going to have flowers? Mm-hmm. Will there be some hanging up? You know, will there be pictures? And you saw all the prop bets that started with those guys um, with, you know, with the comments on Monday. Yeah. So I can't wait to see also. I made two plays last night on the uh, on the app and it was Missouri basketball, which ended up being a loser um, at Auburn. 
They lost the game outright. And I took the flyers and I said, if I win, how much should I donate to the Jeff Parles apartment decor upgrade fund? <laughs> he loved that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, there's what is a lot going of that on? on that. A lot. I can't wait, man, for, for, for next week, man. Super Bowl. I am so geeked up on um, Tampa Bay winning, which is which oh means which means they're gonna lose. Oh boy! Yeah, fade Barrett. Fade, yeah, just fade, fade Barrett. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, it makes so much sense in my head. It makes so yeah. much sense that their defense is just gonna dominate. Um, you know, both sides of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and with that, you're supposed to win. is the middle on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage live from the o'reilly auto Parts studios here's aton shander barrett brooks and harry mays is there a story that wears you down year in and year out more so than the baseball hall of fame stuff oh yeah this is just the ultimate chipping away it's an erosion of mm. a human being Every single time anybody has to talk about this nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I, I had little interest in in the Hall of Fames in general. Like I've been to the NFL or the Football Hall of Fame, Pro Football Hall of Fame, I should say, and I will go back to that one again because it was great. I have no interest in going up to Cooperstown. I never did. Yeah. Um, and I said this yesterday on Twitter. Like if 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 I cared enough about this, I'd be outraged at what happened yesterday. The fact that nobody got enough votes out of all that who's who of talent that was on that ballot that they couldn't come up with at least one guy with enough percentages of the vote is a disgrace. And yeah, it's, it it's part of the reason, I believe, why they are not cultivating any more baseball fans. That's absolutely why. I mean, come on, man. You know, you got Jerry Sheffield. Come on. How does he not make it? Yeah, that's Sheffield, sure. Man. I mean, that's that's ridiculous, you know. Kurt Schilling, you know, yeah, yeah, even though he's a nut, you know, he just says too much stupid stuff out of his mouth. I mean, come on, man. What he's done on the field. Sometimes, you know, the Hall of Fame, you know, I understand what people are saying. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's enshrinement. You know, you should be a good person. But sometimes, you know, just the player himself, what he did on the field or in between, you know, those lines, you know, should sometimes outweigh, you know, who he was as a person because there's no person – Perfect people in this world, and you basically know, should always outweigh it. No, yeah, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I understand bad people. I mean, I do. Right, I understand it, bad people. Yeah, if we're talking about a hall of fame of morality or a right. hall of fame of good guys and all that, you might as well build a different building. <clears throat> yeah, two separate you know? buildings. Yeah, I mean, some of the greatest people in the world weren't great because they were good people. They were great because they could go past being a good person in order for them to be great. Yeah. I mean, they should have a bad guy wing and put right. all the guys in that, in that wing, you know, Ty Cobb, you know, to start with. Okay. Right. Exactly. So, you know, Ty Cobb, yeah. you know, even, even Babe Ruth, man, he was, yeah. People understand me. A lot of those guys during those days were, you know, prejudiced guys, you know? So right. if you look at it from my standpoint, what are you talking about? Good versus bad. I mean, 
you know, it, it, it's ridiculous, man. Um, who was uh was was the third baseman in um in uh Baltimore? What was his name? Oh my god, what Brooks Robinson? Yes, you know, you, you talk about how how good he was, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, but people don't know there's a nasty streak in him. You know what I mean? Very nasty streak. Yeah. So well, I, mean, like, I don't know, man. We're, we're, you know, this again is why it just becomes, and I I hate stuff like this because every year it gets brought up like we haven't talked about it for the last year or the last year times 10. And there is just way too much from only being allowed to have certain amount of people in to reacting to who went in last year to only being on the ballot. I mean, it's just ridiculous, but at the same time, it's important to players and it's clearly in any sport, it's important to players as much as the fan would say, Oh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, you know, Barrett. I mean, how many guys, have said probably privately, not with a camera in front of them to worry about losing branding in their respective cities, and I don't blame them, have probably looked and said, yeah, if I don't win one, I don't win one, but I get that jacket. Right. That I'm is eternal. It. Yes. You're yes, a exactly. god. Yeah. Yes. You sign your signature a different way from then on. You you put the HOF underneath your name, man. It's you don't even have to put your number there because you might have been a different number on different teams. But yeah. once you put HOF on it, you're in a different realm. Not man. the Hoff. Yeah. No. No, or the Hoff. The Hoff. He's in his own Hall of Fame, probably over in Germany. They're big oh my Hoff goodness. over there. Yeah, man. But I mean, is that what they call him, the Hoff? I thought it was the Haas. The his name is. Ha- <laughs> Isn't his name Hostetler? What the hell is the guy's name? Yeah, Hostetler. <laughs> what are you, t- <laughs> are you talking about? The, the backup quarterback for the Giants that won the Super Bowl yeah. that year. Uh, Phil Sims got hurt. Wasn't yeah. that the guy from Knight Rider? Yeah. <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, he went to West Virginia. <laughs> David yeah. Hassel back. <laughs> hey, yo, hey, you guys are, yo, man, you are crazy, bro. And he's yeah. a singer, man. You're the one that brought up that he's a singer, right? Yeah. He's a singer in, right. in Australia now. You no, know, right? in, in Germany. In Germany. Oh, yeah, he's a rock star. Yeah. He's the equivalent of, like, Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. There. We're going to I mean, take heads. We're going to win the toss, and we're going to go down and score. <laughs> I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Well, it's just I, I don't even know now. Next year, these guys are going to be up again, and I get the whole "who cares" thing, and and that's why I get disappointed on this is that it shouldn't be "who cares," but it is "who cares," and the only t- people that get impacted by this now are the players, because a Hall of Fame bid shouldn't be marred by all of this nonsense if it's retro applied morality to saber metrics to anything else that. With down and think about, it. I mean, baseball isn't isn't baseball the game that's changed the most? Yes, I mean maybe and, football, probably football due to just physical size. But no, it's 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 one of those things where I mean baseball is hanging on by a thread. Why are you doing this? It's hanging on by a thread. None of these guys come out playing baseball anymore. Number one, because it's so hard to get to the major leagues. You know, you have to go through so much uh, to get to the major leagues. But you know. I, do we even have farm systems now? I mean, is there double A, triple A? Well, not right now. No. Yeah, you know, so yeah. you're going to lose fans and, yeah. and lose players in that aspect. But you're you're they're basically telling us, okay, that everything that I watched in the 90s and from 2000 to 2010 was not Hall of Fame worthy. Come you got to be kidding me because Come since on. then, since 2012, I have checked out of the game, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I've I mean, checked out, and I don't think I'm coming back. Nope. And, and you're not alone in that. You're also not alone in not going back. And, yeah. and it's just like, here's the thing. 
and I'll equate it to Carson Wentz. If you're the NFL, you're the equivalent of Tom Brady. If you're Major League Baseball, you're the equivalent of Carson Wentz. Meaning, if you're the NFL, you can get away. And I don't condone any of it, but there's another scandal now, and rightfully so, about a terrible human being and Chad Wheeler and what he did out in Seattle to his girlfriend, a case of domestic violence. The NFL survives. The NFL thrives off controversy. The NFL can make a mistake. The NFL can make a mistake with its broadcasting. The NFL can have a crazy penalty that we all know is opposite of what it went and impacted the spread or a game. NFL, like Tom Brady, right. can get away with not shaking somebody's hand or whatever the case may be. Baseball, you no. can't walk around strutting your chest like you're Carson Wentz in the building, acting mm-hmm. like you're owed the world when all you've done is something 10, 15, maybe 20 years ago. In the case of Wentz, four or five years ago. Like you can't get away unless you have the cachet like the NFL. You can't do what Major League Baseball does. You definitely can't, man. frustrating element of it. You have to acknowledge, man, that you know what those guys did when you when you had McGuire back in the day, and 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 you know, come on now, Mark McGuire was a you know was the the, the ultimate yeah. as far as home run hitters. Man, say what you want to say, but once you hit seventy home runs, come on, man, yeah. Yeah, get that man a Sosa. Sammy Sosa. I, I don't know about McGuire though. Well, no, I, got McGuire, the major, I got the Sammy package. I got the package. All on direct on direct TV for Barry Bonds and Barry Bonds alone. So I could watch Thank it you. 10, 10 30 at night. This is back when I'd stay up until like 12, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And I'd be watching him. He had a, he had a bit the strike zone the size of a postage stamp. Okay. And he knows he knows he might only get one pitch in an entire four at bats, but that one pitch he didn't miss. Yep. That's You're what right. it's all about, man. I, I loved watching it, man. You know, you can't tell me. That wasn't, you know, great baseball yeah. back then, man. I mean, I, I, I was, I was, I was hooked, you know. And I was from St. Louis, you know right. what I mean. So, you know, of course, I'm watching it and, and, and checking everything out, man. I, I don't like the fact that you want to, you want to, you know, make make it so athletes are they have to be undeniably great guys. They're just not. They're people just like everybody else. And just because you want to look at them. As, as something more than what they are, it doesn't change what they do on the field. What they do off the field should be a s- totally separate category. Just like you yeah. say, yeah. you should have, you should have, you know, you, you should have two buildings. You know, yeah, I don't think McGuire gets in, to be honest with you. No, I, I don't know about McGuire, but like, like Schilling. Do you mean you Schilling? Homerism came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Schilling's a nut. Well, he is a nut, but but you're telling me that Schilling's accomplishments on the baseball field have exactly. been deteriorated because he's on Twitter? Well, postseason yeah. more more so than anything, because you, we sh- we should wait what you do in any sport in the postseason more so than not. I, well, I, I mean, I don't believe in what Schilling, you know, what he stands for. You know, I mean, Schilling, he, he said that that was what was it? That was patriot uh, patriarch. That for, I don't even know what he said. Well, he said that you know he believed in them going and storming co- the congressional building. He believed in that. He said in order for change to happen, you know, you you have to do stuff like that. I'm like, no, that's wrong. That's totally wrong. But it doesn't change what he did as a baseball player. But for him to say that, that's ignorant. That's asinine. But still, you know, he was a, he was a great baseball player. A right. great baseball player. Yeah, and, and that goes back to people looking at this like they're guarding the gates of heaven. Right. Well, yeah, you got the, you got the Hall of Justice, and then you have the Legion of Doom. That's what it is. The Hall of Justice and the Legion of Doom. So, real quick, I want to bring this up because we're not going to have time at the end of the show over time we'll figure something out for the couple of minutes that we're here courtesy of book at sports speaking of which fake news next jeff parles at 12 40 eastern but i came up from my iheart radio show last night that i do locally here in philly in the evening 
to a very disturbing scene. And I don't know as a father to be how to react to this. Okay, my wife, she's in her second trimester. So we're at that point where the baby is healthy and formulating and everything. We even know the gender. We're going to do a reveal this weekend, all that other stuff. But we're at that point where the baby is is formulating to responding to what's around her mm-hmm. from all different senses. I come up and she's on the couch watching the water boy. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't afford to have my child to be subjected to this level of crap mm. of Adam Sandler yeah. doing much of anything, specifically the water boy. Like I felt now, now she's her own human being. She'll do whatever she wants. But I felt for my child to be at that point that here is this being trapped in a womb forced to listen to adam sandler of all things doing waterboard right i mean was the baby kicking trying to get out and turn the tv channel i mean what, what was going I don't think on the legs are there yet oh no it, it was in the mind i'm sure uh, okay I connect, all right yeah. there's a little me of me in that baby and i could connect right how many times you, how many times you sat down and and watched what's that show you always watched not king of the hill but whatever you watch king of queens well, that's intelligent I mean, humor. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. There's no difference. <laughs> no, there, no, there's a difference. I'm going to come to Aton's defense here. As much as I like to rip his uh, his fandom of King of Queens, he's right about that. Well, I'm just, I'm no, I mean, because I'm, I'm look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Talladega Nights. I mean, yeah. that, that, to me, that's show. You know, if you ain't first, you ain't last. I mean, if you're right. you're last, um, or if you know, or 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 or, you know. Uh, El Diablo, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of Mexican chicken. You know, I'm like, come on. You I mean that's that's hilarious to me. That just happened. Those are all great. But Adam Sandler, he has a couple of good shows. I mean, look at um, let me see, what was a good Adam Sandler show? What the uh, wedding I, singer? Yeah. No, 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 no. You go through his IMDB and you find the one that's acceptable for a pregnant woman to watch. We'll hit fake news. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Uh-oh. I got a mock draft. Uh, whoever did this on this uh, pretty reputable website is going to get a lot of run. Uh-oh. And maybe that's why they did it. I'm sure that's why they did it. This is insane. We got we to talk about this on the air. Okay. Kevin Cooney just put out a tweet, completely unlistenable. But then he deleted it because I quoted it and said, Kevin stumbled upon the middle. Wait, what's he talking about? I don't know. But whatever it is is going on right now. Kevin Cooney just said that the the, uh, the middle is unlistenable? No, no, no. That was me. Oh, okay. I'm about to say. Don't get me started. You guys didn't like Big Daddy, man? Big Daddy what? Graham? No, Big Daddy, uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, no, when he's talking to them kids in the, in the um, uh, at the playground, you. No. <laughs> that's, 
No. It's the voices. Oh, okay. It's, it's again, it's it's making a movie with these voices that are all the same yeah, yeah, yeah. from the yeah. same tone, and it's just it's terrible. It's terrible. Come on. You can't so I, got, I got some TV to watch now, man. I gotta watch, I gotta watch it. Now, when the hell is your honor coming back? Are we sure about this? January 31st? So that's this Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah, and then episode again, eight. I know, you, I know you guys are ready to watch, yo, man. Something better. Come on. What, well, I just, I just ordered the shield on, um, yes, on DVD on Blu ray off of eBay. I got the whole seven seasons or whatever it is for 30 bucks. Get man, out of here. That's I'm a great Glenn Close, Forrest Whitaker. Wait until you see the people yeah. that are guest like stars in this show. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, the dynamic between Vic Mackey, who is Michael Chiklis, and Forrest Whitaker is some of the best television you'll ever see. It, it, it is, it's a testament to both of them, but they're insane. And then on the screen at the same time, because Whitaker's job is to bust. Mackie and, and Chickless's character can't get caught. I mean, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. Can't okay. wait. Oh. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We'll be joined by Jeff Parles coming up. Harry has stumbled upon a mock draft. I think we should do that for overtime. What do you say? Ah, uh, that sounds like a like a plan. Okay, so we'll do that at one o'clock, Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. We missed it yesterday. I don't want to delay any further here in case people like Angry Al are salivating, just waiting, chomping at the bit for fake news. Three stories, one of them is fake, and Ron Culver knows which one. It's our job to bust them. Yep. You guys ready? Let's go, man. It's yep. 24 hours to sit around and peruse all the crazy news from around the world to find out which one is fake. So if you don't get it today, it's on you, right? Right. All right. Exactly. So go. Story number one. Top chefs from around the world are taking on the challenge of creating or recreating some of those dishes that you've seen on those viral TikTok videos where they're doing like food hacks, such as a spaghetti pie, perfecting a steak cooked in a toaster, or using soggy potato chips to make cheesy mashed potatoes. I thought they shut this website down for things like that. TikTok? Yeah. There's no shutting TikTok down. No, you don't shut uh, TikTok down. It's owned by China. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. I, I would never, ever, ever in a million years subject myself to somebody putting a steak in a toaster, nor an app that would at least provide something like that. Yeah, I, I don't deal I in TikTok. Watch top chefs enhance the Let me tell you steak something. in a toaster cooking. I, I, I know this is radio. You're just saying stuff to say stuff. Mm -hmm. But if I ever met somebody in real life who put a steak in a toaster, I think I would punch him in the head. I'm calling the authorities. That's probably a better way to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm calling the authorities. Don't don't wouldn't you just feel like this this rage? You know, like this just rage going through your body where you need some way to just physically react. Yeah. Somebody put a steak in a toaster. Yeah. I, I don't want to share oxygen with that person. No, I'd rather yes, thank Seriously. you. Seriously. I'd rather the missiles just hit and yeah. wipe their entire country off the face of the earth if it means getting rid of six people who have decided to TikTok. Steak in a toaster. All right, Barrett. I can't even. To me, I'm not even going to discuss. You're I, a chef. 
You're a yeah. chef. Would you exactly. ever subject yourself to this? No. And I seen a couple like where they put in like they were putting um uh, so one time I saw the guy put <clears throat> grits. It was grits, cheese, and bacon in a um in a in a, in one of those waffle makers. Mm. Like, yeah. What what is uh, this? Anything to go viral, Barrett. That's what it's all about. Hey, I don't deal in TikTok, but I think that's a true story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it because you have any insight? No, I I just, I just don't put any limits on the stupidity of people. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's good. And it wasn't even in Florida. Right. right, Story one. Limits on top chefs from around the world recreating these dishes for television i I wait there's no way a couple of these like let's wait to see if this story is true because if it's true i just hope and pray that our guy robert irvine and others who are way above this wouldn't drop to this and i'm pretty sure he and others wouldn't so when you say top chefs i'm interested to know who those names are but let's let's move on story two story number two malawians they're uh that's a country over in uh, Africa, by the way, just to let you mm. know, are having somewhat of a pilgrimage or exodus to the village of Falom after hearing that a 35-year-old man died due to an extreme orgasm. Mm. So it's what like is it? if you're going to go out, you might as well go out that way? Well, yeah. well, they're they're heading that way. They're flocking that way because of when that happened, everyone thinks that the he's like a god over there or are uh, no, it's the women are at it. Or or the men. I mean, it's all people that 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 village just has um, talented people, shall we say? Okay, but the guy died though, right? Yeah, he died from an extreme orgasm. Okay, um, I'm sure people have felt close to death, but yeah how did how did he arrive at the O? Like, what was the? Uh, do we have any any was, detail was, onto the act? Well, he was working with a he was with a sex worker at the time. Ah. So now I would imagine prostitution has shot up mm. faster than a GameStop stock. I wonder if you can invest in that stock. Seriously, wow. is there any way we can get over and invest in? Is is there a in union? Malone, Malawian prostitution for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what? I, I I saw a show on that, on something like that. But it was a lot more. Yeah, that's not on the Car Channel. No, I know, but that was crazy because it was a show. Wait a second! I, I, I think th- I did. I thought all you watch is this car stuff. I, it might, you know what? Because because there's, you know, the car show. All my car shows is are right next to um, geo shows. Okay, it'll be there. They're like, you know, so sometimes I, you know, click Nat, Nat Geo. Is that what Nat you're talking geo, about? Yeah. 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 Wow. Right next to each other. Yeah. All right. So. We don't have an. This is not a recent thing, right? That you're talking about. This is just you saw something similar to this, right, Barrett? Yes. Okay. So story three, and then we can all choose here. Story number three: A woman stabbed her husband after she comes across pictures of him having sex with a younger woman, not realizing the pictures were of them years ago. Oh, this is awesome! Wait a second. Wow. Oh, I hope this is true. Yeah. I think I I missed something in there. Can you read that one more time? A woman stabbed her husband after coming across photos of him having sex with a younger woman, not realizing the photos were of them years ago. That's where phenomenal. Is, wow. Tell us where this is. Mexico. New Mexico. New Mexico. New Mexico. Not oh. New Mexico. Mexico. Oh, Old Mexico. Mexico or, Old Mexico. That's how I know it. Turned. Right. Mm, that's wow. Bad, right? Exactly, Joey B. They are close together. Wow, that's tremendous. That has that, to be true. That's amazing. Yeah. 
like that's a get out of jail free card, you know, that you have forever. Yeah. That is forever. Harry thinks story one is true. Story two is so specific and deliberate to a point that it can't be fake. And then story three is so obviously true as well. So where do we go here? I, I'm lost. I don't know which you one. Too. This is tough. This I'm going to go story two is fake. Um, I can't I, I'm going to go one. It, it's just gut. I'm going to go one. I have nothing I can use to even come to this conclusion. I just feel like it's one. You know what? And then let's just, you know, just go for the trifecta and I'm gonna go with three. Just because I I, I don't know, man. This is this is the tough I just tough. want that to be true. So maybe that is maybe that is the fake story. Yeah, I'm staying away from three. I'm gonna go with three because yeah. I mean, come on, man. A younger yeah, story two being true is pretty cool too. All right. So what is oh, it? No, hold on. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go three, two. It's I'm biased because I want it to be true, <laughs> but I think it's probably fake because I want it to be true. Right, right. So I'm, I'm with Barrett on this. Where, where do we stand right now? I'm at one. Barrett okay. and Harry are on three. That's the fake story. Correct. Yes. Uh, oh, man. The, uh, story number three is real. Harry, this is the one time you should have went with your gut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> story, story number two is real as well. Story number one is the fake story. Well, no, I, I yeah, so there it is. I jumped on Harry. No, Harry initially was two. No, yeah, I was initially two. I'm yeah, he should have stayed with his gut on the fact that he wanted Got story it. number three. Yeah. Real, Got it. And it, in fact, it is real. So well, suffered multiple stab wounds. Uh, no idea on the pending divorce yet. Because that's got to come <laughs> after, right? Yeah, or if you don't why? divorce, and if you don't divorce, you I mean you could virtually do what you want to do. You but could you could photos he found he came across some photos of them when they were younger, put them on his phone, and he was looking at it, and that's where she found she found the photos and stabbed him because she didn't recognize herself. Wow. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. This is great. Peter North almost died then like a thousand times. <laughs> that guy had millions of yeah. death experiences. No, no question. Now here's how about Angry Al? Yeah, I love it. I'm gonna put this up here before we bring Jeff on. I gotta put that up there for everybody to see. Now <laughs> we are. I don't know if you guys, you two, can see it, but I can see it. So I want to build this up here, right? Joey B is waiting. A lot of people are waiting for this. Yeah, and we are privy to seeing something before, like our guest backstage. And not only his face in this case, but what's behind him. We are privy to this ahead of time. So we are going to introduce slash reintroduce, right? Jeff Parles, at Jeff Parles on Twitter. And we'll get to Book It Sports where we tell you each and every day we run the spot, sponsored by Overtime. But more importantly than everything, here is the new and improved Jeff Parles. There we go. <laughs> Named by our people to the point where it was like, all right, now look, there are a million other things that are worse than your background right now. And that, of course, is the bucket background. So that's fantastic, brother. 
I will say, I, 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 look, I, I haven't been in the, in the business long. I've been in the business since since 2015 after I graduated college, uh, college at Mizzou. The obsession with oh, the oh, you, you can't get past that. Hold on. Oh, I, you, went, you went to Mizzou? Oh, oh you, you I'm a this. State guy. Eric, come on. No. Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, no, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I know you're a state guy, but uh, hey. It is what it is, but I, I will say I, the obsession with the lack of my background is one of the stranger things and one of the funnier things that I've uh, been around. And I and I'll be honest with you, I thoroughly enjoy the the attention, the lack of background has gotten. But here we go, we have a new background behind me. This, by the way, has been in the works for multiple weeks. Nice. It's been a matter of uh, again around the holiday crunch. It took a long time for uh, things to get shipped out. Uh, the original background that was sent here was a, was a background that was sent with the wrong dimensions, but now we're here with the right dimensions and we're good to go. I love it. Jeff. I, I just it started I wanted on Monday. That. I it wanted started on Monday. Yep. Making sure that everybody got a chance to see it on the stream ahead of time. This is why we push the stream in the break. This is the middle on the oh, yeah. network presented by rocket mortgage live from the O'Reilly auto Park studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yes, joining us in his weekly spot, courtesy of Book It Sports at Book It HQ, the app that we continue to tell you about each and every day right through our overtime, sponsored, of course, by Book It. And one of the great people at Book It is Jeff Parles at Jeff Parles on Twitter, the ParlayCast, a lot of things content-related as well, all at Book It. And most importantly, not for the three of us, but for the people that are part of the program, interact, the gallery, I don't, we got to figure out what to call them because they are vital to the program on the stream, have shamed Jeff in his lack of background to the point where he has addressed this situation and of all things comes with the book it background. So first and foremost, thank you. I'll speak for Joey B and the rest of them. Thank you for listening to them. And also welcome as we have another week to talk about whether or not fading Parles was a good thing or bad thing last week. <laughs> First off, uh, I will say I, I, I love the I love the passion of my background from your listeners. I, I, I love the passion for sure. Uh, one of these one of these stranger passions, but lovable passions, I think uh, I've ever been around in my uh, few years in the business. And guys, as always, it's great to be on. And and this was another uh, another fun week. If you faded me, except for the Chiefs, you uh, you did pretty well this week. If you mm. faded me yet again. Uh, Saturday wasn't bad for me, college hoops wise. But yesterday, yesterday, so, yesterday though, I had a uh, Missouri State getting four guys up seventeen in the first half, lose the game by seven. It feels like that's like the fifth time that's happened to me in college hoops in the last two weeks. But wow, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, I, I took your Missouri Tigers last night on the road against Auburn, getting a few points, and uh, that was bad know, they, too. Yeah, they failed. Yeah, I had uh, I, I took them in game plus four, and that didn't work either. I, uh -huh. I love that on the stream that uh, eat the, the comment from Joey B that Eat that just put up is just absolutely perfect. Let absolutely know. perfect. Yeah. Well, they've they've now directed that passion towards your logoless hat. Now they're wondering what the deal is because you got a Mahomes jersey on. You well, got the book it out, and now you just got the logo. The logo's right on the side, guys. So. Oh, it is. 
that that's uh that I don't want I don't want to get any sponsors mad at me guys. Uh, no, no, so, no, it's okay. So uh so no, the local has had uh, and it matches. We're one so. of our sponsors. What we would rather not piss you off than other people. What are you talking about? <laughs> Put the damn thing up. What is it? Jeez, we're working with you. No, I know, but uh, look, it's uh it, it matches and uh I, again until I get a nice, uh, a nice clean haircut that I've been waiting to get for a while now, uh, we're getting the hat. But uh, we have the, we'll have the other ones. We'll bring the Tiger Woods hat back. I got a new Puma hat. We'll be in good shape, guys. I'm not. I, I, the, 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 the folks should not be worried about about my hat selection. I'll just say that. Well, you know, you were definitely an in-game play all week, as far as you know what your background was. So just. <laughs> But uh, you know, looking at you know, looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and you know, and and everything as far as you know, the health of uh, you know, the big factor with with that game was the health of Mahomes. You know, as they go forward. Well, now the offensive line for the Chief is now the big reason why um this this game will be probably uh you know looked at as as you know a lot closer than um usual. Now, what are you thinking right now as far as with that offensive line and you know the interest they have? Yeah, the Eric Fisher injury is huge. There's no arguing that. And and look, we, we have seen in past Super Bowls when an elite pass rush can get going. Heck, look, let, let's just go back to the, the original Giant Patriots Super Bowl. That was the perfect example of this. A great a great pass rush neutral uh, took over that game. They slowed down the best offense, in my opinion, in the history of the league. They scored, the Patriots only scored 14 points that day. Now it's a it's a different era. The game is more offensive uh, uh, laden, as we know. Uh, Kansas City has been able to score with offensive line injuries throughout this year for the most part. They haven't covered, but they still won all those games in a row despite not covering. But look, the Bucs were the first team to fully take advantage of David Bakhtiari not being there for Green Bay. Yep. They were the first team to do that. And now with Fisher likely not going to be able to go, again, Achilles injury, it would be an absolute miracle if he were able to go, even though, again, I, we're, we're assuming he's not going to play. They'll be able to take advantage, and it's going to be on Mahomes' mobility to, conti- to continue plays, extend plays like we know he can do. And keep in mind, too, uh, this is the matchup where Tyree Kill at 200 yards receiving the first yeah. time in the first half. So uh, Hill, we know Hill has that matchup advantage over Carlton Davis. So we're going to see how good Mahomes' elusiveness is, and we're going to see – how quickly Tyree Kill can get open in this game because they're going to need shorter, quicker passes than usual because that buck pass rush will give Tampa a shot to stay in this thing. Yeah, and I know this line opened, I believe, at three and a half. It's now down to three, and it's been pretty solid here for the last couple of days. Did you take a bite out of it anyway uh, when it first came out, or is this one of these lines where you're like sitting here thinking this might move off a of three? What, what's your take on, on the three? Is it a good number? Do you think it'll hold? I think it's the correct number, Harry. I think three, I, I would like to see a, a non-juice three because there's a lot of three minus 120 out there on Kansas City. I'd like to see that come down to minus 110 and just be a generic one. But I'm not really sure what, what this is going to end up doing line move because I think Kansas City's the better team. I think three, three and a half, even four makes sense to me, even with the injuries. But we've already seen a lot of, and David Purdom at ESPN wrote about this this morning, the big bets, the sharp bets have been on Tampa. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if somehow. Even at three? Up. Yeah, even at three. Not okay. as much at three, but it was mostly three and a half. But uh, look, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see two and a half. At two and a half, I'll jump. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. jump it under a field goal yeah. on Kansas City. Jeff, I'm curious, though, how much of that is a hedge? 
right? A lot of times, it's possible, right? We don't get the history of a sharp. So if somebody takes the Chiefs in Week 12 and pours it on as a futures to win this thing, now you're at the Bucks, still getting decent return, a positive return on the money line. And I don't know if anybody truly has that answer, but I feel like it's something that in a Super Bowl, right? When we're working towards, this isn't just week two in the NFL season, we're working towards something. So I do wonder how much of, of that sharp money comes in is hedge bet as opposed to gut bet, if that makes sense. I Maybe a little bit. I, I think it'd be more just what the normal quote unquote manipulation of the line by sharps would be uh, in, in some spots. Maybe they're trying, maybe they want to push this thing to Kansas City minus two and a half and Bet Kansas City heavy at minus two and a half. See if the game lands three and you win both. You middle it. So maybe that's the angle. I You could see that. I, I think. Uh, no Super Bowl, I, by the way, has moved through three that direction. The only time it's moved through three is Super Bowl 13, where the Steelers were two and a half and closed <laughs> at three and a half. Right. So, so it moved the other direction. Exactly. The Seahawks, remember, opened two times as minus two and a half and minus one and then close to the other team, the Patriots and the Broncos before them. But nobody has opened up three or higher and crossed through to drop to two and a half. So you're right. It would take a suitcase among suitcases of sharp money to move it through three. I would assume that the books will probably not want to move it to two and a half unless if they absolutely have to, Eton. I, I, I agree with you. There's a, look, there's a reason it doesn't go through a key number like that. It just... You're, you don't want the books don't want that game to land three. And then the people who hopped in on Tampa Bay three and a half when it opened and Kansas City, if it gets to two and a half game lands three, the books are getting absolutely pummeled if that happens. So, again, I, it probably, if anything, I think three is probably where it lands, it probably stays there the whole time, maybe three and a half quickly. But again, I would love to see it get to two and a half, but we'll see. We'll see. I would I, again. It all depends on how the action goes over the next next week plus. Well, I would have think that um, even with, you know, being a Super Bowl, but the fact that Tampa Bay at home, playing at home, would be, you know, a decided, you know, advantage for Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, how, how much of the line do you think moves as far as them being at home? So normally, Barrett, it would be three. Normally you, you give a traditional even game, with the home with the giving of the home team, it would be the home team's minus three, moving to a pick at neutral, and then two and a half, three the other way. If it were if this game were in Kansas City, uh, look, uh, there are a lot of bookmakers here in Vegas that I trust that I asked as soon as we uh, as soon as the matchup was said, it was no 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 points or a half a point. This year's wow. very different because of just look, it's going to be a, a quarter full, a quarter full, and it's going to be a lot of first responders who are fully vaccinated. So it's not going to be your normal Super Bowl crowd. It would have been, again, your Super Bowl crowd is normally corporate to begin with, uh, but it would have obviously been easier for you're not paying for flights for Tampa Bay fans uh, this go around. So look, right. I, I, I don't think much. I would have guessed a half a point because I look, I thought three and a half, three was right on Kansas City. So uh, look, I, I obviously had thought the same way that the, that the bookmakers did when they made uh, uh, made, made these lines. When do you start getting involved, or maybe you already have, in uh, the prop game when it comes to the Super Bowl? So usually, usually next week, Harry, and and this week, or excuse me, this year, I should say, even more so because of the COVID situation. What happens if someone tests positive for COVID next right. Tuesday, and then all of a sudden you gotta you gotta either 
a really horrible number on one thing or another. But look, it's usually but next Tuesday, usually the Tuesday before the Super Bowl, mm. I see how the markets settle. And I compare and contrast based off of how they moved. And then I go ahead and on a Wednesday, I fire on uh, on however many amounts. And it depends year to year. Uh, just going through the last few Super Bowls, the Eagle Patriots Super Bowl was one that I had about 15 prop bets. The Ram Patriots Super Bowl, I had single digits. Last year, I had about 35. So <laughs> it all depends on how I like the, uh, how I like the numbers. And, and last year was one where I, I took a few more chances, ended up being okay because uh, there, there were some individual high money props that ended up coming in, including last year I had Kansas City to land on 31 points. Right. That was a big plus money hitter. And this year I think that will probably be the strategy I go because, look, I, 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 have a, I like Kansas City landing on a traditional 27, 28, 31, 35, take a few plus money swipes at those this year, something like that. And I'm curious to see how those markets go. Those usually come out around tomorrow or Friday. Is there anyone that you go to each year, even if it's ridiculous, like the coin toss? Uh, you know what? I usually go to, uh, uh, Ethan, I go to both quarterbacks. First pass is incomplete because it's always a plus money. Go uh, the Ram Patriots Super Bowl was great for that. Cause both guys threw incomplete passes. On the fir- on their first throw, including Brady, who was over two plus two hundred uh, on that. But it's tough with Mahomes because we know how their op- offense is. And look, uh, Brady uh, Brady has been a slow starter, so I'm curious to see where that number is. Coin toss now. Coin toss is always going to be minus one hundred five, minus one hundred five, or uh, circ out here does minus one hundred two, minus one hundred two. So um, look, I-, I don't like doing the cir- uh, the uh, the coin toss. The Gatorade one's fun, but uh, you really need someone that's uh, in the building trying to figure out, trying to figure out, knowing what's on that sideline in order to bet that right. Well, that's the thing, too, is a a lot of times it depends. And uh, I'm sure Barrett remembers his days on the sideline here as as we kind of wind down, Jeff. But that could change in the middle of the game where if you run out of a certain Gatorade in the end of the third quarter, that guy in the training staff is not going to sit there to mix a bunch of Gatorade. That's going to be water. That's going to come out on the coach at the end. Now you run out of Gatorade at, at the half. People are going to be looking around like, Hey man, where's my orange? Where's my lemon lime? But at the <laughs> end of the third, something like, so that's what it, it's crazy. Like there's a variable in that, that you don't well, hold on, but guys, guys, you know, this year might be different because with, you know, with, with the pandemic and everything, those guys have individual bottles that they drink up. They don't drink out of the, you know, same things they had before. Mm. They have individual battles, uh, bottles. So Yeah, but they're still going to want to dump it on the coach, aren't they? Right. right. So, the I mean, that's the thing. It'll be pre-planned and somebody will definitely know mm. the flavor. Ooh, there you go. Wow. Got a little tidbit. You've given us tidbits for the past 13 minutes. We leave you with one on the way out. Love it. <laughs> Love Thanks, it. Buddy. We'll chat again next week. One more time on your way out, just if you can. We've got about a minute or so. It's all yours on the benefits, the difference, and what separates Bucket from everywhere else on the net. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, you won't be able to find my picks to fade anywhere else right now. Uh, so go to Book It right now for that. But look, uh, look, Ethan, you're on there. Harry's on there. Barrett's on there now. Uh, you can post your plays, track your plays, uh, interact with other sports bettors. You don't have to deal with the other uh, minutiae of all their social medias. It's so sports betting only all the time on the Book It Sports app. It's a really fun experience. And we had the most new users yesterday. On a random Tuesday, no less. So we're on the communities only growing. And uh, 
The time is now before the Super Bowl because we have a lot of new features coming for the Super Bowl on Book It. Beautiful. From the hat to the background, we love it, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care, guys. <laughs> That's Jeff Parles. That's Jeff Parles. We'll wrap the hour next on the network and hit you with this mock draft that Harry found. I think he, somebody retweeted something in my timeline. I think I may know where he's going, so you're definitely going to want to stick around for that as well. It's themiddlephillyvoice.com slash the middle and, and sports map radio. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront to make sure. A lot of dog action today, Barrett. Yeah, that's because Sanji left. Um, and when she leaves, she left She left Yoki with me. Oh, yeah? And she cried the whole damn time, bro. Oh, jeez. She, she, she does not like being here without her mom. So Really? She, she was upset, bro. She was she was really upset. She was she come up, sit down up here, but he laying down. Every time she heard the door, you know she can hear the door, that mm-hmm. little noise at the door. You know, first thing she... Jumping up, trying to figure out what's going on, man. It was, mm-hmm. she was in it today. You know, she was all in it. And then she gonna tell me, you know, gonna tell me, you know, boss lady gonna tell me, well, what you be doing to my dog? What you? I'm not doing anything to that no. dog. No, I mean, I'm on the show, and he and she's steady doing what she want to do. So, hey, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> was <not> no, me. <laughs> you didn't do anything to the dog. Right, 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 right. You tell that boss lady she come to talk to me. I'll set. I, you know, I, I'll stick I, I, up for you. I got you. I got. Yeah. You. <laughs> hey, but but you see, I I, mean, I I had to send you guys this, um, with this all twenty two and the regular broadcast. You can't get any of it on. Yeah, and why I, is that? I don't understand because, I mean, they only had two games to download, and right. they didn't download it yet. You can't get either one of them up hmm. on um, you know, on the um, the site. I had to show you guys just so you knew I wasn't BSing around. No, I believed you anyway, but yeah, but that was crazy. You know, I mean, this game pass is tripping. You know, this is Wednesday. Usually they have all twenty up two up by Wednesday. They used to do it on Tuesday. Yeah, Jeff, man, I was pretty cool, man. I mean, it, 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 like I said, I started, I saw it on, on the comments on the line starting on Monday. You know, they were all on Jeff on it. Oh, Paul. yeah. Fade Parles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're listening to The Middle. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. I just saw this tweet from Field Yates. Remember, we'll have overtime in 90 seconds, a little less than that, courtesy of Bucket Sports, where 
Jeff Parles and others live. Yates tweeted this out, looking at the players with the top cap hits for 2021, and there's so much uncertainty amongst the top seven. And that's Roethlisberger right at the top, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. Jeez. Who's the most stable out of all of those? Aaron Rodgers? Well, if he wants to be, yeah. 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 Or, or probably Carson Wentz because he makes so much money and is also so bad, at least from last year, that nobody would want him. So True. that makes him most stable right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because of the contract. That makes sense. But yeah, this whole thing about Rodgers, you know, and him trying to have this mystery about what he doesn't know what he's going to do. Give me a break. Right. He's coming back. <laughs> there's no right. question. I mean, is, is there really a question about no, this? No. I mean, the only question I see is the guy not coming back that we, we're thinking about is Ben. You know, I don't yeah. know what Ben is going to do. Yeah. Ben has had, has a, he has a lot to think about. And the organization has a lot to think about. You know, do they bring back this guy? We're talking about, you know, production. He had right. great production for speaking for of Ben. You got games. a national TV game tonight for your boy, Ben Simmons. OT next. Oh, great. <laughs> Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. All right, it's overtime courtesy of Book It Sports. As you just heard, Jeff Parles each and every Wednesday, 1240. It's the three of us, Barrett Brooks, Ari Mays, Aton Shander on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. You have the mock draft. Yes, I do. To be talking about. Yes, I do, and I'm thinking that the more I look at this, that Jake Asman may have consulted on this mock draft. Oh, uh-huh. It's it's CBSSports.com, and they start out right off the get-go with the Jets getting Deshaun Watson in a big trade with the Texans, where the Texans get the number two overall, the 2022 first-round pick of the Jets, the 2023 first round pick of the Jets and a fifth rounder in 2022 for Deshaun Watson. That's right out of the chute. They also say that the Wifties, the Washington football team, gets the services of Matthew Stafford in a trade mm-hmm. where they send the number 19 pick and other things to Detroit. But where it gets really interesting, they have Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. The number two pick now belongs to uh, the Texans, and they get Zach Wilson from BYU to be their heir apparent, their franchise guy for whoever the new coach is. Yep. The third pick, the Dolphins, teaming up Devonta Smith with Tua. Yep. The Alabama connection. You could stack that, Aton. I mean, that's a stack waiting to happen on your your fantasy bets. Uh, fifth pick is certain. This hurts my heart. That hurts my heart right there. Why so, is that? Because I want him bad. I want him in the worst way, man. Really? I want, yeah, I want. I want to. I want to shut down corner opposite of the. Oh, certain. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's going to Atlanta in this in this draft at yep, number yep. four. Uh, the Bengals do the right thing for a change and get Sewell from Oregon, the offensive lineman, uh, to help protect their young quarterback. Yep. The Eagles at number six. Barrett, I know you're sitting down, but are you really sitting down? 
I, I don't know if my stomach is ready for this. Because in this mock draft, the Crazy. Eagles select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Do we need to get this person on? Oh, my God. I don't know if this is one person that did this or, you know, a collective. Maybe it was no a name is associated with it. A collaborative. Oh, uh, Chris Trapasso, it says here yep. in the article. So it's CBS. Yes, CBS Sports. You want me to send him an email if I can, or yeah, let's let's do that. Because yeah, look, right. look what he look at and read what he says. The Eagles aren't totally ready to hitch their wagon to Jalen Hurts yet, are they? What about Carson Wentz. Yeah, oh, right. And there's no mention of Carson Wentz in this um in in the little write up either. It doesn't say anything wow. about Carson. No yeah, trades. What's going, what's going no on? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll send him a message on uh, on Twitter because he's got his Twitter here. I was what telling happened? you, man, that uh, Zach Wilson is is going is climbing up the charts. Yeah, quarterback from BYU. Here's the thing, though. Let's let's look at this realistically. Let's say that the first five picks in in some manner, as he laid out and Harry read, do work out that way, and Justin Fields is still on the board at number six. Yeah, the Eagles aren't going to take him. But you know there are going to be a lot of teams that are now going to be interested, thinking mm, maybe moving from wherever we are to six is much more manageable than moving from where we are to two. Oh, so you're saying how we would select him for somebody else, or would just trade out right there so somebody? Right. Can come in. Yes, I, yeah. I look. I already believe the Philadelphia Eagles are going to trade out, and they will not draft somebody at six. And and all this talk about well, it's hard to mess up number six is going to be moot. But to be fair to the situation, I'll wait and see. I just have this in my gut that they're going to do it. But can you imagine if Fields actually is on the board? And, yeah. and that's the question. Right now, I'm frustrated because I'm already projecting that they're going to trade out. Would I Would I or others who feel that way look at it any different? Do you kind of have to trade out if Justin Fields is still on the board and you have such a piece Yes, yes, yes. And, and I say that because look at the next two picks. The next two picks are Detroit, who just traded the quarterback away, and then a, a team that well, needs not a, yet, right? Stafford. Well, yeah, not yet. I'm just saying if, 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 if we talk about we're talking about if they traded that out, you right, know, that right. out, like you know, but now, if you oh, look I'm at, sorry, you're right. I apologize. You said that, yeah. Yep. So if you look at number 17, I mean the number seven pick, <clears throat> uh, the Detroit Lions, they're going to need a quarterback. And if they if they had Jamar Chase at this point, but no, you're going to need somebody to throw to Jamar Chase. But then at the eighth pick, also, um, you, you you have the the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, they need a quarterback going into the future, right? You know, so I mean, those are all viable guys that can you know be portrayed bait that you would want um, to you know to to basically do even even. Looking at the the Vikings, the Vikings and the Vikings at peak number four, uh, fourteen, and pick number fifteen with the Patriots. Those are all guys that can be like, all right, we want you to give us the sixth pick for any of the three quarterbacks we just talked about. That could be, you know, that could be uh, Lance from from Carson's old school, yeah, you got Wilson from BYU. Those are all, you know, people that they would want to, you know, be as far as trade bait to to get up to that pick. So I mean that's that's this is definitely a situation where we could take advantage of them needing a a, a quarterback in the worst way. It'd just be so deflating though, wouldn't it, Harry? Oh my God! I mean, Can you imagine? You, you fought for this. You tried to get down to this level. Yeah. And then even, it's like, even the Colts. Yeah, no doubt. Colts need a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. 
Yeah, I wouldn't, be, of- I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Falcons found a spot to trade Matt Ryan. Right. So, I mean, at this point, you know, a lot of teams need quarterbacks, and I, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe it. I mean, because more in the first round is better. Because if you're in the first round, you can get more talent first round. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I mean, even at the, the sixth pick, you can get a great player. And I'm just saying, if I don't see Patrick Sertain or – I love uh, him. If, if I don't see uh, Smith, you know, Devontae Smith, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to waste it. I'm, I'm going to try to trade back and get other talent. Those are the two players that I would stay to pick up. What about Chase? Chase also. Yeah. He's a dynamic player. He's also a guy that I would, I would, you know, pick. Well, basically those three guys. Yeah. Those three guys are, 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 are must draft guys at the sixth pick. But if you can't get either one of those guys, then why wouldn't you trade back? Yeah. Nope. Nope. All right. All right. We have that now to deal with on top of the whole thing with Wentz and the staff and (laughs) the drama hasn't gone away. You notice that this was one of the biggest drama filled teams in sports during Mm -hmm. the year and it hasn't gone away. No question. I I sent the message already, so we'll see. Hopefully responds. Good work on on Thursday. Thank you all. Martinez will be in the house. We'll have a hockey breakdown. We'll do some other things as we get you. Ben Simmons against LeBron tonight. There we go. There you go. All right, what's, well, what's the over under? What's his point total, uh, Barrett? Uh, I, I'm, he's definitely getting eighteen to twenty points. He's playing. Oh. Against, he's playing against his mentor. Oh. He's got to show him. He's got to show him. He's going to try to show him up. Yeah. <laughs> eighteen, I'll take the under, but. Yeah, we appreciate everybody for hanging with us. This is overtime. We're back on Thursday. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.